<coughs> you okay with the recording? <coughs> it's fine. Feel the deep rumbling, mm. and um, also the expanse mm. is quite open. Mm. All the voices that have come up during these these weeks, during just this day. Some quite clear, some quite confused. And as we're, in a way, in the summing up portion, mm. I'm noticing that I'm starting to wish for a continuance mm. of this. Mm. And the deep is always there. The voice about the deep comes and goes. Mm. And I'm wishing to ground in the deep, but without getting attached to the voices mm. about it. Mm. Yeah, that's the, uh, uh, the challenge uh, here, because in a way, it's the receptivity and that which is deep in a way comes to us mm -hmm. so to speak you may say oh I wish to go deep I explore deep and that is a contribution that can be made you know, in religious language one wishes to find God and God is wishing to find oneself mm -hmm. if you're comfortable with those kind of languages um, so what contributes in the variety of voices that come? What contributes to the, to the clarity of listening to the voices which has some direction or meaning or revelation or pointing? What helps to make some of those deep voices clear for you? Mm. If I may When, when the voices are allowed to speak, mm -hmm. then often, after they're all speaking, a clear voice remains. Mm. And that, that voice is what I try to listen for right. and stay with. Excellent. It's a very good uh, reminder here that... There's something maybe unresolved. Something we wish to be clear about. We're trying to find the answer. Get some insight into. And different options and voices and choices, all of that can keep fermenting. But coming up to the surface of consciousness and 
the views are manifested in different ways. And it can be that our quiet patience, despite not knowing what inside to listen to, that our quiet patience may leave the residue of the significant voice. That that's the not no guarantee, but that's the lasting residue of and and then something out of all of that stands out that little bit more with the usual ethics that we've been speaking uh, about with regard uh, to that and then somehow to say okay this is the residue voice and then to express to find some extension or expansion uh, towards in its rec- in the recognition of it towards whatever the issue may be about mm, yes and there's there is a bit of a I don't know what the right way to express it is, either an orientation or maybe even an addiction towards coming in and being with that voice. Mm. And so as I consider a little bit what it will be like to drive on out of here, Mm -hmm. I know that there's going to be many other voices coming. And I know that at times I'm even in conflict with those voices, which shows that I'm not fully Mm. both receptive or available. So I'm concerned. I'm concerned about the clarity Mm. um, because I know that there's also a spacing away from because I wish for this clarity mm. to be maintained mm. and the world well it can be <laughs> the variety of voices within and the working with them is no different from the relationship to the variety of voices outside of ourselves it, the inner voices can be the raw material <laughs> with the inner voices the do's and the don'ts, the shoulds and the shouldn'ts. There There can be a dominant voice which arises, which is, as you said, in conflict with all of these voices. And then they're all rubbing up against uh, each other, generating the unrest that we experience. The calm of the being and the preparation through mindfulness and meditation, especially through silences and the feeling of the palpable silences uh, will be one of the major contributions to be in harmony uh, in such a way that we're not in conflict with the voices. Mm. It's a sure sign there is too much going on in the mind there is a neglect of silence, there is too much doing, there's a notion of busyness, mm. there's an, a physical agitation un, and unrest. And all of that activity and movement then affects one voice and that 
effect on one voice is that we are not calm and clear enough to be receptive to the others. Mm-hmm. The unsettled yep. voice arises because a variety of conditions have been going on of ignoring. And certainly silence. And the real knowing and the feeling of the silence uh, is one of the best ways for inner peace to hear the voices. Mm-hmm. Mm. We, 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 silence is, is an element like stillness in life which has deep significances. And it, sadly it's one of those which easily gets neglected. Mm-hmm. <coughs> what I'm hearing is mm. that the depth the silence that is at the depth if I just rest in that silence which mm-hmm. I experience that then all the voices can be there but I don't need to then favor one voice mm. it, it will the central voice and the best of voice the best voice of all without exception is liberating that's the confirmation of the deep voice. It, it's, it, 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 there's something liberating. There's something awakening about it. There's something eye-opening or creative. There's something, a sense of something original is coming out of the hu- uh, human being. Mm. And our receptivity, because it has to come to consciousness. <laughs> so the resources, and including much of the meditative, reflective, sharing work that we do, in its best sense, is the preparation for the human being to listen deeply, mm-hmm. in an, without obstruction, mm-hmm. something to move through and find its articulation in, in this world that we live in. Anything else? Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So we'll have the quiet minute and then a, uh, another invitation. that there are ideal <laughs> conditions yes. to be with the deep mm. that in a way none of us in this room are following to the extent mm. the, the Buddha mm. um, kind of offered for liberation mm-hmm. and then what comes between I, in my mind yes. between that aspiration for full liberation that yes. mm. in order to achieve mm-hmm. you can follow those mm-hmm. kind of instructions yes. is what it, yeah what I call purpose yes mm-hmm. like your specific calling yes mm-hmm. and I'm wondering about your view of the is the deep trying to because it's almost coming between us mm-hmm. and, the, and and the deep yes <laughs> and then again the deep is kind of hinting us towards it yes yes mm-hmm. It may or may not uh, 
Tachamacha say we can I'll check in a moment or two. But I do think some of the questions we have as human beings about uh, life, though they're uh, not easy, one of them is certainly purpose. Another, or what am I doing with my life? Or what really matters? These are genuinely profound and important questions. It isn't easy to live with them and actually have no kind of answer and not run to philosophy or religion or psychology or science to explain things. I don't think it works so much for or spirituality or Buddhism or whatever it, it might be. But it's in a way, it's resting with the question, what is purpose? As, as one of the, the questions of our species. That question may well carry initially some real unknowingness, what that might mean. And that not knowing is not the endeavour to find the purpose. It's to understand the source of the question. It's not to impose on life a view life has purpose to it, nor to impose on life life has no purpose to it. To me, it's not. It's not the. It's not the issue. It, it is a kind of Dharma terms a, a duality, and those who identify strongly with the idea of purpose may well keep facing a sense of lack of purpose especially when things go wrong and those who think well life is just energy it's just events it's just happening and there's no purpose to life it's just an accident that all this is uh, going on may keep finding that their life is being the view of that is being interrupted by the purposeful things that they are doing you know, whether it's making money or producing children or going on a retreat or whatever. So that any standardised view, for me, doesn't quite fit. But that doesn't mean to say one drops the question. The, the silence aspect of all of this, as I was just emphasising a few uh, uh, moments ago, when you look at your life, in gen- the general terms, is there enough receptivity or opportunity outside of retreats uh, there to have this sense, what the tradition wisely calls noble silence? Mm-hmm. It, it's a kind of different, has a depth to it, or it points to a depth to it, different from just a quiet day. You know, we all of us love to, uh, having a nice quiet day. I'm, I'm sure plenty of times, but we're talking about a, a silence, which we're receptive to. How much opportunity for you? Be honest. Uh, <laughs> no, I think uh, in comparison to the Western world, or most most people I know, I do have a kind of enough silent time, at least at this period of my life. Yes. All right. With and to be respectful. Uh, to that and it's not 
that insights and discoveries will come in the period of the time of the silence. Mm -hmm. But the emergence of something may come in the midst of something else, mm -hmm. whatever that might be mm -hmm. about. Mm -hmm. We're just making ourselves available and open and receptive to something which is outside our small world of I and my. Mm. We're making ourselves accessible to something which is not just born of my conditioning or my habits or my lifestyle or my preferences. Mm -hmm. There's a little framework of the constructed world that we live in. And uh, the deep reveals something different from the familiar. Mm -hmm. and therefore it can be a significant break with the old and a, and a kind of fresh vision, fresh idea a fresh imagination, a fresh creativity mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and this is to be really, really interested in it's enlivening, it, it, it sparks in the consciousness mm -hmm. we have this extraordinary potential for this mm -hmm. um, Coming back to the word you use, purpose. How's your relationship with purpose mm. in life? Yeah, that's that's kind of like I feel like I need to maybe not repeat the question, but maybe mm. like make it yeah, clear do. that. So in my relationship with the deep, I feel like I'm, I'm aware of this final liberation, you know, yes. or of this a possibility. Mm. But that kind of comes. But if I look back to the way to my relationship. With, with the deep, yes. it's been hinting on, or it's been directing me towards, or where I am now is, mm -hmm. seems like a path towards that has some purpose to it. Yes. Which, right. which is not direct, which is not the final liberation for yes. some reason. Yes. You know, so. Very, very valid and, um, and applicable uh, point. So, in the the language that, that we use as human beings, we, for some, not everybody, there is a recognition and an appreciation of purpose. Uh, of course, it's to be as clear as you possibly can what is the purpose. These kind of explorations that we are touching upon, it would be a pity and we would be shortchanging ourselves if is if our purpose is a movement towards that which is finite, mm. subject to change and mm. subject to dissolution. Mm. It would be a pity. Mm. A pity to the point of being a waste of an existence. Mm. So if my purpose in life is not about moving towards the constructed and having, because I can't see any use for it, uh, there, then if I'm going to leave that behind, not give that an exaggerated place, then I'm going to be interested in that which is not finite. Mm. I may not even know if there is anything not finite. All that my eyes and ears and tell me that everything is limited and finite, subject to arising, staying and passing, as we, as we uh, all know. But once I take an interest in that, it can give the life a purpose which can't be found in going towards the insubstantial and the finite and the limited. 
main purpose is has some significance to it. But the significance to it is to come to the end of purpose. <laughs> and he is smiling, which is nice. <laughs> Any response? <coughs> it's not easy to answer these questions of this one. But. Oh, but thank you. it's the thank you may I ask the opportunity to exit off the throne Uh, (laughs) or the thank you is a moment of appreciation and you're still here you can go, thank you you can stay or go there's purpose to me the best of purposes but to see if that which is we might call liberation or realization, I'm calling at the moment infinite, it's the same thing. We're going to have a purpose in life, but let's find out if there's any truth in it. Mm. That to me. And then the other aspects of all, all of this um, can kind of fit in with something, something else, which is challenging uh, for us. And actually help with our kindnesses towards the world because there's the reduction of living in the terror of the changeable mm. yeah. <laughs> no I'll tell you what I understood <laughs> go on all right, all right. <laughs> no that kind of that you caught me mm. perceiving you know this liberation mm. or like this goal of uh, unity with the the deep Mm. as finite Mm. and then realizing that it's that it's not finite Mm. that it's not something to aspire to to finish something you know and that is the answer and then it's over Mm. then that kind of twisted Uh you know my 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 mind Mm. (laughs) in a way that i find like satisfactory all right all right okay if i put it in a slightly different way but uh, i think i get the, the sense of in a way, the confirmation of the infinite is all this. Mm-hmm. Everything. Everything. The good, the bad and the ugly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The real and the unreal. The imagined and the unimaginable. The unconstructed and the constructed. In a way, it's all a confirmation. It has to be. Mm-hmm. We can't have an infinite which is exclusive. Mm-hmm. Which is only this. Mm-hmm. If we, that would mean it's a it's not infinite. And, but it's something of the discovery which puts all this into a right proportion. And that right proportion reduces the fears, the anxieties and the worries. The problem, problematic of human existence is, is exaggerating that which not, is not worth exaggerating. Mm. <laughs> All right. Thank you. <laughs> Can we have another quiet minute together, shall we please? <coughs> yes, please, yes. Okay, 
to, I think, as many others, we heard such a voice here. Mm -hmm. My parents are very old. Can you hear at the back? No. <laughs> my parents are very old. How old are your parents? Uh, my father is 82 and my mother is 80. Mm -hmm. when, when you're like me, 74 next week, 82 <laughs> and 84. <laughs> <laughs> Seems quite young, but can I, I get the feeling? Okay. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> they, they are going through difficulties in health problems health now. Health issues, yes. Yes, mm. health issues. Mm. And I'm open, heart and mind to be there for them, but mm. I don't want to embarrass them. And when mm. I'm like approaching them mm. uh, in a way or in a sense that they will feel embarrassed. Mm. So... Um, with the honor and respect that I have to them, mm. I can hear in myself voices to say, you don't have to give now any remark or just be there for them without. Mm. And I know my mother and my <laughs> they can have tough time, mm. really in pain, but don't say a word not to bother us. They don't want to hear anything. Like they are in deep pain, my mother, mm -hmm. she's like with yes. her legs and so on, but she won't say a word. She will take the pain that I mm. won't feel bothered that I have to be with her or take her or mm -hmm. so there is from both sides and so so the, the situation uh, given with the theme of the evening here um situation of course where as the daughter two parents and aging and health and pain and and all the vulnerabilities that can go uh, wi with that and you you know them they know you and you know them um, communication spoken word can, takes place yeah. let me ask what is the deepest thing that you might be able to say to your parents which you feel they could hear? I'm repeating it every time that I'm here with all my love. I'm mm. available and mm. I'm here. Um, it was very affirming and supportive for the, the parents that you're yeah. really here for them and you, you love them and that communication is taking place. And it genuinely is a, a real support and, yeah. and I'm sure that or being well, it can hurt. Well, is there anything else which you can communicate which you haven't yet, which is deep and could be beneficial, and you have some sense or some intuition they could hear it, apart from the expressions of love? Yeah, we were in a lot of occasion together yeah. in the hospital. Yes. Not once and not twice yes. together, and we were. I was in your room more than one time, mm -hmm. and we felt like. What did you feel like? What, did, what was the feeling? We felt like it's okay. We give this place allowness. Al allowness, yes. allowing. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. It wasn't disturbance. I did it from my heart. I didn't have any disturbance. And I, I want to do. I, I have no problem to do it again and again and again. It, it was so allowed also from the other side. That I was there. And in the communication in the hospital, 
as you remember what was it that you were allowing or what was it that you and your mother or mother and father were allowing what was the allowing of what all the vulnerability that the vulnerabilities both sides, the both sides right. have yes was the allowing of the vulnerabilities which is precious and, and deep of course um, articulated or just felt did the articulated mean there's appreciation with the recognition that how vulnerable we are or how vulnerable life is in some other way that was said or it wasn't actually spoken but in the circumstance you could feel it and perhaps you could sense it from your parent or parents I'm just wondering were, were the words used or was it a, a sensory it was sense which is also both this both 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 yeah because there was one occasion when my mother she, the, both of my parents going through a heart problem mm -hmm. and so there was an occasion when my mother uh, which she is she will be in deep pain and she will never say a word that she has such a pain or that no. so even the doctors or the nurse ca can't uh, she no. can't bother them no. yes yeah. she can and so she she just put her hand in my hand and start crying. She allowed herself mm. to take this vulnerability out. Uh -huh. So I was mm -hmm. deeply, uh, and I told her, I, I, I'm so happy that you did it. I can cry too. Yes, it was. Mm. It's a precious moment mm. for me. These um, precious moments of, in this case, the deep communication, and it can can be uh, that there is a wish, again, from the inside of the being, of not wishing to create a fuss. Some people um, do not uh, wish in any way to talk about their pain that they're enduring. That could be with family members. That could be with the, the medical teams and and so forth. And I think it's, it is important to uh, recognize that. Of course, it could be fear. Of release, uh, re revealing something that's going on for oneself. But also the intentionality could be not to cause stress for others. Yes. And some people really... It's a really strong value uh, with them. But it will still need, because there's some determination or resolution, to find the moment out of the infinite which expresses something beautiful, even in the midst of it. And just the hand reaching out to touch yours, the, the gesture of that, yeah. and your response with your own heart and tears. Uh, the, the, those moments are genuinely precious because we want to keep our heart and ears and eyes open for those moments. And if possible, just to give a small reminder at some other time and occasion of how important it was for you yeah. and how much it touched you. Yes. The, 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 the mother-daughter is <coughs> having a meeting and an intimacy beyond the identity of being a mother and daughter. Yes. Thank you for this clarification. Now, now she is like uh, the doctor give her a steroid. Steroids, yes. Treatment. Yes. 
and when she's going down with the steroids, she says she's a, she can hardly walk, mm. but she had she had to take care of the both taking care of my mother, my father and my father and my mother. And so she's like thinking of stopping everything and just just what stepping out of this world that stepping out would be not taking medication not eating suicide what what's, what's your sense I, whatever will be will be i won't take any more of this medication this suffering this going to the hospital this bothering you this mm-hmm. uh, being a bargain to your father to yes. the children to the house right. to myself Again, would listening um, in in that way, your voice as the daughter and the one who loves would be quite important uh, in those moments when that is said. What your response is is important. What what when you've heard that? What if you? How have you responded? be saying, I don't want to go to any doctors anymore, I don't want this medicine, I can't take this pain any longer, and other statements. What, what's been your response to a fairly strong uh, I, I, I didn't uh, take this melody of this, uh, Me- I, res- I put it in, uh, I took it to a different... Uh, where, did, where did you take it? This is very, cu- I'm very curious yes. what happened today or one hour before that you are speaking in such a manner, oh, in such a All way. Right. I gave her like a space to go to, to move to a different place. All it's right. like dancing with it differently. Yes, all right. And in dancing differently, mm-hmm. she was able to dance with you? Yes. Hmm. She said, I split the coffee without men. Uh, she split the coffee without uh, <laughs> meaning, and that's what made it such get a the meta- Don't get the metaphor. Is it a metaphor or a fact? No, no, it's fact. No, she, she said she slipped the coffee from her <laughs> hand. Slipped? Yeah. Slipped, yeah. Yeah, dropped. Yeah, dropped. And so that's make her f- feel so useless. And, uh, ah, and so all right. She says okay. this is so... All right. Uh, all right. So, so she danced with the, me. The vulnerability, of course, it, it can be uh, an incident, like any of us who dropped the, drop the coffee yeah. uh, there, I think, probably uh, last week. Probably every day at lunchtime, <laughs> where plates were crashing uh, uh, all over the, all over the place, and which is a real confirmation of a mindfulness retreat. But I could be mindful for, for what she said. And took me to this place, like mm. very fierce, real fierce. What is she talking about? Where mm. does she come from? What is it? And then holding this. And going to a different, like you say, yes. fresh place, yes. and, and speaking from another mm. place. But I'm very vulnerable with all the situation with my parents, and I don't know. It, it, I think the language of the dance is rather, rather appro- appropriate, because when life and death are a little bit closer, feel to be closer together, when pain and medication and steroids and family and medical world and two people have been together. How long have your parents been together? 60 years. 60 years, I mean, it's an extraordinary long 
uh, uh, peri- period of time, then you will experience, as you say, the, the fluctuations and the changes, the yes. reaching out, not wanting to reach out, you know, the, it's too much, but needing support. That, that's the dance, and to learn to move with the dance. And sometimes the moment arises which has the depth that comes through, and, it, and, and it's important. It's sometimes in the single moment that that which is of infinite importance really registers. That she could reach out, you were there for that. That, that moment may, may be the powerful <coughs> moment which enables her to move steadily through these things. Yeah, also holding mm. in me this each moment is pressure, vel- a jewel. Mm. But maybe tomorrow it will be, maybe today. Yes, exactly, it's another factor. So, so also knowing myself that to I can tomorrow go with a crash in my car and it will... Exactly. So everything is so... But here, there is a lot of... How you say it? Um, with, it's very delicate. Mm. Mm. Because knowing my parents, they are always took the role of giving their parents their children, mm-hmm. the environment, that they never took to themselves. Mm. Mm. Uh, they, think, they see wrong in taking to themselves. Mm. It's something, we, will, we are okay, we will handle. Yeah. As long as we can, we can give, we will, we will continue to give. And so, every time that I'm offering something, I'm, don't you understand what you, we taught you all the way? Yeah. Oh, we still okay. We can give, and and when they can't give, when they feel that the the the, the, uh, the cup of coffee is yes. dropping, something in their attitude to life is shut down. Mm. This is a vulnerable place. Mm. Mm. Yeah, exactly. It's the vulnerability of the givers yeah. that when there is the sustained wish to give but there isn't a receiver because that which is being given has just crashed on the floor it's disappointing and with the edge of edge of life it is also in the deeper the being a symbolic reminder that they and we are a cup of coffee as well yeah Mm. Yeah. and uh, and there's a Reminder and the being of things can fall apart just like that. Yeah, in one yeah. Mm. So, what I want to inquire with you how can I, with my approach to them, will make them feel that they are still giving, uh, that I need them to give me this yeah. wisdom, this present, this quality, mm. this quietness, this stillness that they have in them so deep. <clears throat> by being mindful enough of all which you are receiving. Mm. That's all. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm. okay, thank, thank you. you. <clears throat>
So let's just have a quiet minute, shall we, just to uh, finish today. A, a short reflection for a, a minute or, or two uh, with you. <coughs> Interesting with the inner life and these movements that uh, take place. It might be, might be, for some people, that if the tendency is to be reactive the angry outburst, the hard word, the impulsive negative statement or or whatever, then the practice would be to listen to the softer voice. That would be the practice. So if we notice ourselves really reactive, judgmental mind, towards ourselves, towards others then we take a, a much stronger interest in the softer voice which may have more sensitivity will have and more respect in it there are others though where the softer voice and the harder voice and other voices are all kind of mixed in uh, uh, together if we notice that the softer voice inside of us is lacking authority we want things to be pleasing all the time or to be nice and comfortable all the time this is the softer voice everything is okay, no need to say anything this kind of voice then we want to listen deeply and that which is more affirmative willing to take a little bit more risk make a clearer statement so that we have more potential and possibility with what we listen to inside so the softer voice at times the firm, clear, unwavering uh, voice at times as, as well in the um, which we're listening to with the uh, explorations uh, that go on uh, with us everything that in a way is inner is also outer as well and uh, meaning can we listen to the, the outer expressions of others and 
part of our practice is not only listening to what we are get identified with, which builds up I and my. What we identify with builds up I and my. In the building up of I and my, it also builds up the other. The building up of us will build up them. It has to. And with that gap, all sorts of views and opinions and ideologies and beliefs and blah, blah, uh, can arise. So these, the, the constructions of identity, of role, of certain words get repeated. To go to the deep is getting underneath, so to speak, the I and my construction. The identity which has perhaps we were born with, perhaps we have taken up. If I can look under that, see under that, gives you an opportunity to see each other in a really different way. There may be some situations, we'll take suffering as an example here, where there are different levels of suffering. And of co- obviously there are some people who are suffering more whatever the circumstances are. And there are s- others, individuals and groups and communities and tribes and nations in- who are suffering less. It's not so much the comparing between this kind of suffering and that kind of uh, uh, suffering. Though there are the differences but there's still suffering. (laughs) Clear as possible about this, that suffering emerges in varying degrees. And something which you and I may not be suffering over, because it's not our problem, it's not our identity, but another person may be suffering over, doesn't matter who it is. And we might not be able to understand why this person, why are they making such a fuss? Why are they, what, what's the problem? Or whatever it might be. But that won't help the person. What's your problem? Oh, you're right. You're right. It's just my imagination. Thank you. I'm liberated. <laughs> the person feels it's a problem. <coughs> feels a gap, feels a distance, feels a disconnect, feels misunderstood, feels mis- uh, unloved, still feels affected by events that t- took place a long, long time ago or in the present. But to respect people's suffering, not compare it with some other people's suffering. Suffering is suffering. Big or small, it is still suffering. And also to listen to the voices, the precious, insightful voices of people (coughs) who share much their happiness and their joys. If we're just listening to the acts of generosity, the love of the daughter uh, for, for the parents. And it will touch some uncertainties. The parents are in pain. They do need the presence of the daughter uh, around. It isn't easy for parents who've been giving, giving, giving 
to come to a point in life where it's now receiving, receiving, receiving. It's not easy to handle that. It is such a change in the view. And it requires a skillfulness from those, in this case the sons and the daughters, uh, there to recognize the dynamic is changed around. They, we started off life, they looking after us. And some, as some of you will know or will know soon enough, it changes. One becomes the parent to the children who are the parents. And it's not easy to, to find those precious moments and the language and the words and the kindness which help to bring something deep out. It's there. And it's a skill. It's a listening power. It's a real real concern. And it's a respect for where people are without comparing with anybody else. Enough. Thank you. Thank you.